Welcome to America's Auto Enthusiast Program. This is Auto World. And now, here's your host, Bob Long. Welcome, everybody. Thank you very much for joining me here today. In this hour of Auto World, we're going to open the hood. That's right, pop the hood and get ready for some expert advice. This gentleman is a... uh, lubrication specialist but not just an ordinary lubrication specialist he has more than 25 years of experience he's one of the largest distributors of AMSOIL dealers of AMSOIL in the entire North American continent and uh, he's got a wonderful website it's called thelubepage.com and the gentleman's name is Dan Watson, and he joins us now. Hey, Dan, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. Uh, my connection here is a little scratchy, so that if it uh, gets out of hand, we'll know what happened. So, Okay, um, no problem. But, no, uh, I'm doing well. Glad to be here. How are you? Doing okay. My voice isn't up to radio spec today, but but getting better, and eventually I'll have my full radio pipes back. Uh, but... Uh, I've been reading this. Do you have your junior uh, uh, MC with you today? (laughs) She's out at the moment at Walmart, but uh, (laughs) expect an appearance anytime. (laughs) She's got so much confidence you wouldn't believe it, just in front of uh, adults in person, too. I mean, she's... She's a tiny little girl, and yet she's she's got more confidence in myself and my wife put together. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about direct injection. This is all the rave these days, direct injected gasoline yeah. engines. Well, they are. They're powerful engines. They're great technology. They, you know, they're, they're powering up uh, a lot of new vehicles with more power than you'd expect out of a uh, V6 or four-cylinder engine with direct injection. The, the problem is that a lot of people don't fully understand what that is. And uh, I'm not going to take any stand on whether you should buy one or shouldn't buy one, but you should know what you're buying. A direct injected engine uses an injector that is in the actual cylinder not up in the intake manifold where they have been in the past. Now, this is a similar technology that's used in diesel engines, always has been, and today there are direct-injected outboard motors in the marine industry. So this technology is pretty well developed, but when you buy a car with direct injection, uh, you're going to have to know there's a couple things about it which down the road you may have to do a little maintenance because... The direct-injected engines uh, have a tendency to get some carbon buildup on the intake valve, backside of the intake valve. The intake valve is where the air comes into the cylinder from the manifold that distributes the air. Now, for our listeners, this is no big deal, but in the past, when we had this, we would simply add a uh, fuel cleaner into the fuel, and that would give us the ability to clean that as the air-fuel mixture came in through the intake valve. And we'd, we could do some fair job with the right kind of chemicals of cleaning the backseat of that valve. Now, 
with the direct injected engine, since the fuel doesn't come in in the air, but it comes out of an injector straight into the cylinder, there's no way to get that fuel and cleaner mixture on the backside of the intake valve. So what we're seeing is that in a lot of cases, between anywhere from 60 to 120,000 miles, this becomes enough of a problem that people end up back at their dealership or somewhere saying, what's going on? My car's uh, losing power. It uh, isn't running the way I expect it to. And what they find out is that they're not getting good compression in those cylinders that have too much carbon buildup on the valve so that it's not seating well when it closes against its backseat. So what do you do? How do you clean this thing? Since you can't clean it with fuel additives, how do you clean it? Well, you need to take it in and they'll professionally clean it. And uh, I've heard prices of anywhere from 150 to $250 in that range. But once it's thoroughly cleaned, it's probably good for another 100,000 miles. So it's not the end of the world, but you do need to know that that right now, that problem hasn't been solved with any type of... Uh, fuel uh, products available to keep that thing clean. So I just, you know, I've had this question come up two or three times. One of the questions that we have today uh, from a gentleman is about uh, one of the Amsoil products. And uh, I'll just go to his question for him. He's out of Chattanooga. His name's Brad. And he had put in a question where he said, that he's used Amsoil PI for years, our performance improver gas additive. And he said, I've heard it will not really help with cleaning of the valves and direct injected engine. Is this true? And the answer is yes, that's true. It, it can't, you can't, it's sort of like I can't uh, clean something that's dirty with the soap unless I can get the soap on what's dirty. I just can't clean it. So uh, now you have other carbon that builds up in that cylinder on top of the piston, uh, around the injector on the injector tip, a uh, different kind of thing. So, yes, the performance improver from Amsoil is still a good product to use to clean that other carbon waste out. But right now, there's not any way to get it to that, uh, clean the backside of that valve, uh, on the intake valve. So that's the story with the direct injected engines. I'm, uh, and I had mentioned to you for us to talk about it because it just keeps coming up and keeps coming up because it's new technology. People are not really familiar with it, except for the fact that it produces a lot of power and it actually has better fuel economy for the power that it produces than the other types of fueling systems. So it's not going to go away. It's too too powerful of an engine, too good of a, an improvement in power, but it may have this one problem until they figure out something from the you know the manufacturers that they might be able to do different right now that's the situation yeah that makes There's sense that scratchiness i don't know if you hear it yeah i do yep we'll work on that we'll have uh on the break bob why don't we do this uh, our listeners have to put up with this this is radio live but on the break, I'm going to hang up and have him recall me and see if we can get a better connection. Yeah, that's a great idea. We'll we'll have uh, 
Daniel give you a call back and we should be uh, all set after that. Meanwhile, yeah. I'll remind everybody about the emails. It's Bob at autoworldradio.com and that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's Dan Watson. Yeah, I've lost you completely, Bob. can't really hear you. I'm going to hang up and wait for him to call me back. Okay. Dan Watson at the com, And that's the best way to get a question to us unless you want to be brave. Now, there's nothing to be afraid of here. You can call me up and you can talk to Dan. And he is an expert in the realm of really anything under the hood, especially uh, to do with lubrication. More than 25 years experience. He was in the the Navy as a nuclear propulsion engineer in the uh, nuclear submarines. So this guy knows his stuff and he's a car guy and uh, one of the biggest, most successful in the whole country. So give us a call at 855-660-4261. We'll take this pit stop and when we come back, we'll get reconnected with Dan and lots more straight ahead. I'm Bob Long. Giving your radio a broadcasted tune-up. This is Auto World and your host, Bob Long. The website, MarinePage.com. Dan Watson is joining us live. We've got a bunch of email questions that have been sent to Dan and myself during the week. And uh, don't be a stranger. You can call us up. We're live at 855-660-4261, or if you're listening to us in archive or podcast or on demand, don't be a stranger. Send me an email, bob at autoworldradio.com, or Dan Watson at thelubepage.com. We chased all those bugs out of uh, the phone line that was giving Dan some trouble, and he's back with us live right now, and we've been talking about direct fuel-injected engines and how there's really nothing out there that can touch the way this particular type of, of uh, direct injection uh, was designed. So you're going to bring it to your dealer, but once you do, you get uh, a great deal of, of uh, satisfaction for another 60, uh, not 60,000, 60 to 100,000 miles. Let's take a, another question from, from, let's see, let's go to Jack in Atlanta. And he asks the question, why are so many newer cars calling for 20-weight oils? Will I damage my car by using 30-weight oil? Well, it's a good question. And got a little bit more of a complex answer than to say uh, just right off black and white it's this way or that way. The cars are using 20-weight oils because uh, in the world of lubrication, if you go to this lighter weight oil in that car, you're going to get better fuel economy. Now, how much depends upon a lot of things, but let's just say you might get one or two miles per gallon on a car that's in the 30-mile uh, per gallon range, so that's that's why they're doing it, okay? They're not going to 20-weight oil because they get better lubrication. They're going there because 
you get a little less drag and you get a little bit better fuel economy. Now, that being said, we could just say from a lubrication standpoint, if you don't care about the one or two miles per gallon, just run the 5W30 or something like that in it and you'll be fine. And you probably would. But we run into this other complication is that in a number of vehicles out there, and I can't name them all to you, but they have variable valve timing systems. And these variable valve timing systems, they use the engine oil in a bit of a hydraulic-type situation. Now, the pressure from your oil pump is not really providing the total hydraulic pressure, but they do use the oil pressure and the oil to move this device that they call a phaser. And what it does is it rotates the camshaft so that it changes the timing on the cams. Now, that's all getting too complicated for what we need to talk about. But the manufacturers are very specific that using anything other than a 20-weight oil may slow down that phaser operation and become a problem in moving the, the camshaft for the variable valve timing. So they're real careful about telling you you need to run 20-weight oil. Now, this broadcast goes out across the whole country, so if you live in uh, a place where it gets to zero degrees, five, ten degrees, down ten below zero, you need to be concerned about this because the cold oil, if you have a, uh, depending on what you've got, it may make a slower response on this profoundly obvious, okay, and you'd have a runnability problem in cold weather. If you're living in the southern tier of the country, in Florida where I'm at, or in Texas, South Texas, Louisiana, uh, across through Arizona, New Mexico, Southern California, you would never have a problem with your variable valve timing because you were using a 30-weight oil. Okay. However, if you really want to be careful with this, you should pay more attention to the first number in that oil class rating classification uh, because if we say that it's a 5W20 or a 5W30, both of those have a 5W winter rating. The second number tells you how thick that oil is going to be. We call it the operational viscosity at 212 degrees. So we're concerned in cold weather before the oil gets to full temperature how well this variable valve timing is going to work. So what we recommend to people uh who are using AMSOIL is that if you want to use a 30-weight oil, use the AMSOIL 0W30 Signature Series oil. And then you get the benefit of having the 30-weight for enhanced protection, and you get the 0W rating on that, which is equal to the same 0W that you'd have with 0W20, meaning that you're never going to have a response problem with your variable valve timing. It's just not going to happen. So we first always stick with the manufacturer and say that if the manufacturer tells you to use a 20-weight oil, use one of our high-quality synthetic 20-weight oils to make sure you have adequate protection in your engine through all temperature ranges. That, that would just be the first recommendation. But if somebody comes back and says, well, I don't want to use that 20-weight oil because they tell me to use that in my pickup truck and I'm pulling a horse trailer and I just I feel bad about that, just can't be giving me the protection I need, then it was, well, if you're determined to use a 30-weight oil, 
Gamzo 0W30 signature series oil would be the choice because you get the benefit of rapid flow in cold weather and high temperature protection on the 30 weight end. So I know that all sounds complex, but it's because it's not simple. These things are not just black and white. He says, will it damage my car to use 30 weight oil? No, it won't damage it, but you could have some trouble with the uh, variable valve timing in certain cars at certain temperatures and the manufacturer will not stand by the warranty if you're using a thicker oil and it causes a problem with that variable valve timing. They won't do it. So I can't tell you to do it without giving you that warning. And so I'm not telling you to do it. I'm saying that a good Amsoil 20-weight oil will give you all the protection you need. But if you get into very severe duty and you want to use a 30-weight oil, using Amsoil 0W30, and you get the best of both worlds. So that's all I can help Jack with in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we thank Jack for writing in to us. And don't be a stranger, Jack. If you have a, uh, a follow-up question, you can uh, do so by writing myself, Bob at AutoWorldRadio.com, or Dan Watson at TheLoopPage.com. Now, how, how easy is that? And that's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've got a question for Mike in Portland. We can set up and then be time for another break. But Mike from uh, Portland writes, I have a transmission that calls for GL-4 gear lube. I can't find GL-4 locally, but my buddy tells me GL-5 covers GL-4. Can I use the GL-5? You're going to have to wait and find out from Dan Watson after these messages. We're having lots of fun with the owner of the Lou Page, CEO of the LouPage.com, Dan Watson. More than 25 years of lubrication experience, one of the largest AMSOIL dealers here in the good old USA and throughout North America, and he is here to help you out. And we got a question from Mike in uh, Portland, Oregon, who has a transmission that calls for a GL-4 gear lube. He can't find it locally, but he has a friend that's telling him that GL-5 covers GL-4. Can I use the GL-5? That's the question, and well, the answer? to help our listeners out just a little bit, that those GL ratings, that's for the comes from the uh, American Gear Manufacturers Association, okay? And the uh, the GL ratings are designed to provide a level of protection for certain types of gear interactions, okay? Now. When we look at GL4 and GL5, uh, which you don't even hardly see GL4 mentioned these days, but it really still is there, but some manufacturers basically just decided they'd make GL5, and of course, since GL4 covers GL3 and GL3 covers GL2, then GL5 must cover GL4. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, you could use GL5 in a lot of applications where it just called out GL4 because that was the latest rating at some time. But 
in the transmission you that actually says GL4, you have to be careful, and here's why. In these gear lubes, uh, they use an extreme pressure additive. Now, what an extreme pressure additive is in this world of lubrication and gears is it is a product that contains a uh, an additive which is an extreme pressure additive, an EP additive. Well, the one that is used is a uh, sulfur and molybdenum compound, okay? Now, that's fine. We don't need to get any deeper in the chemistry, but sulfur and molybdenum, and we'll just get away from that hard term molybdenum and call it molly. So sulfur and molly compound. Well, the idea is when you get that uh, gear oil trapped between the teeth on those gears, and you put a lot of pressure on it, the temperature rises pretty fast, that oil under pressure. And when it does, it activates the sulfur. And that active sulfur will actually chemically bond to the surface of the metal. It's like uh, plating it on there. And it takes it has that molly with it so that when the gears are trying to mesh to each other, they're actually pushing extreme pressure coating uh, molybdenum against molybdenum instead of steel against steel. See, they're under such strain that you can't keep them separated with a film of oil. So what you have to do is you have to put these EP additives on the surface of the metal to stop the metal from going steel to steel because, Bob, when steel to steel undergoes high pressure, basically spot wells. And then rips apart. It's a light wow. spot well. And then when the gears come apart as they're rotating, it just pulls metal off the surface of each gear. So you're basically destroying the gear teeth by going metal to metal under high pressure. So you put this extreme pressure additive in there, and it stops that, and it works well. Okay? So what we've got is GL4 would be lightly loaded with extreme pressure additives, GL5 is heavily loaded with extreme pressure additives. Now, back to the transmissions. You know you've you've driven cars with transmissions, manual transmissions, and they have these things called synchronizers, and we're glad they do, right? Because, yeah. boy, that makes it easy. You push that clutch in and move that lever, and that gear goes right into place, and you let that clutch out, you know, and if you're... If you're 20 years old, you're doing it and trying to bark the tires. You're having a good time, okay? But the problem is those synchronizers, what are they made out of? Well, in a number of transmissions, they're made out of a brass compound. And the idea is those things align the floating gear because it doesn't have any pressure on it right now. They will line up and allow that gear to slide straight in without the grinding that is so prevalent in a non-synchronized transmission. So here we go back to these extreme pressure additives. If you get what they call free sulfur due to high temperature floating in the gear lube in the oil that you've got, it will attack any metal compound that has... We call it yellow metal, brass-type compounds, okay, that have copper and brass alloys. And so what's going to happen if you're using that heavily 
additized GL5 and it starts to get, your transmission starts to get really hot, it will release those sulfur molecules and they'll begin to just eat up your synchronizers. So when a transmission specifically says to use GL4, they're telling you they have brass synchronizers. Mm-hmm. And you cannot use GL5. GL5 is heavily loaded with extreme pressure additives because it's used in the rear end on all these vehicles where you have those nice, big differential gears that you have contacting and sliding, which means that you've got to have a lot of extreme pressure additive to prevent the ring and pinion gear from, from wearing. But not in a transmission. A transmission, I slide these these bevel gears together, and a lot of transmissions are lubricated with what used to amount to just 30-weight motor oil, the anti-wear additives or not. They didn't even need any uh, extreme pressure additives. They just didn't need them. Now, if you're getting a big dump truck and you got a 13-gear uh, transmission, 13 gears are, you know, the, where they have the dual uh, speed and then seven gears, so a total of 14, those things can be trying to muscle around 70,000 pounds in the dump truck. So you put usually a higher performance, but they're not going to have brass synchronizers either. So it's... Uh, that's what that's all about and why I go to all the trouble to tell people because there's still a lot of guys out there that treasure their cars from the 60s and 70s and a lot of those have wonderful manual transmissions with brass synchronizers in them and you just can't put this new powerful GL5 gear lube in there. You're better off on a lot of those using a what they call a manual transmission fluid which is nothing more than a, a you know a 30 weight oil with a good uh, anti-wear additives in it. So I know I took time with that, Bob, but it comes up over and over, and I I hate to hear people tell me on a phone call somewhere that they, they they didn't know what was going on, but they took apart their manual transmission, and all of their synchronizers are eat up. What in the world is wrong with my transmission, and, and what kind of gear lube would do that? And I, I have to ask them, do you know even what gear lube was in? Most of the time they don't, but somebody had put some GL5 in that transmission, and it destroyed the synchronizers. And by the time they got it, it just wasn't shifting right. And you open it up, and these things are all eaten up. It looked like they got cancer or something. So that's uh, that's that story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Very interesting, to say the least. We got a, a question out of, uh, let's see, why don't we go to Massachusetts, where Al writes in, I have a brand-new Honda. That calls for zero W16 engine oil. I can't find this anywhere, but the dealership does make zero W16 for AMS oil. What's the story? Well, he's that? asking a question we're getting a few of now, but no, AMS oil doesn't make zero W16 yet. I think the only company that may have this in some limited supply would be Mobile right now. And you have to go back to the dealership. Al, I can't help you. Yeah, go back to the dealership. We'll be back with more questions. And uh, don't be a stranger. Send us more. This is Auto World. I'm Bob Wong. Don't go away. 
giving your radio a broadcasted tune-up. This is Auto World and your host, Bob Long. Have you heard the story of the hot rod race with the forks and leggings were set in the face? That story is true. I'm here to say GCMI.com. Our very special guest is Dan Watson. You know him. We love having him on the show. He is our official wine and lubrication specialist. Uh, did I say wine? <laughs> uh, official lubrication specialist. And uh, why don't we go back to uh, a question from uh, from somebody with a brand new Honda? This is. This is getting confusing for folks. So the best thing you you, you got to do in a situation like this is just go back to the dealership, right, Dan? Zero W sixteen companies like uh, I call them the aftermarket companies like Valvoline, Amsoil, uh, different companies, Castor. They're not going to make the zero W sixteen until there's some kind of demand for it. Now, believe it or not, they've been using this for several years in Japan to see how it works out, you know, as far as Toyota, Honda, uh, these guys are, they've been putting it on the road to see whether they were going to have confidence in it. They do with the one caveat, the only 0W16 you can buy has got to be a full synthetic. Okay? There's no no substitute. So when you get a new car from Toyota or Honda uh, or maybe even Mazda that's calling for 0W16, just recognize that they're expecting you to buy a high-quality synthetic. And I would tell you that I believe if Amazon makes this, I'll be surprised. They, they may surprise me, that, but I believe it will come out probably in the signature series level oil, and I doubt that we see it in the, uh, what they call the XL or the um, OE uh, family of oils because you get to 0W16, we're talking about, some really lightweight oil, and I gotta have the. To me, I'd want to have the, uh, the PAO and ester-based synthetic to make sure that it's not gonna lose itself when I get some high temperature spikes. So, but that's the world. That's where they're headed, and so I would say that if you get one that's got this call call for it right now, you're just gonna have to deal with the dealership until the um, oil companies catch up. I think Mobile may have just announced it, but you can't find it, that they're going to make this oil, but they're going to probably make it in a small amount. It's only going to be limited to wherever you can find it. So, uh, But that's the deal. Go back to the dealership that you got the car from. It's going to be their responsibility to find that 0W16 for you at your oil change. Good question. Let's see. We'll go to Florida. Brandon in Lakeland, Florida. He does some racing. He races a Ford Mini Stock. He wants to know if Amsoil does any sponsoring. Oh, Boy, do I've been doing it? this business for you know almost thirty years. It's one of the things that everybody in the uh, you know the weekend racing guys they all want somebody to sponsor them. Well, Amsoil does have a system of providing you with uh, wholesale oil, discounted oil, uh, if you're a racer, uh, that's one way they'll do it. Another is that if you if you're very if you really push it and you can find a dealer in your town, an Amsoil dealer, and you can partner up with him, he may be able to get you 
some product sponsorship uh, at no cost to you. But that's you have to work out these deals individually with a dealer being the person that goes to Amzo for you and says, these guys are pretty successful racers and they're looking to see if they could get some sponsorship. And then, of course, you have to have Amzo uh, displayed on the vehicle so that Amzo gets something out of it. So, But look up, find a local dealer that can help you if you're looking for sponsorship from Amzo. That's the best best path to take. And remind everybody about your very special telephone number. Yes, you can always call and ask me these questions at 800-370-2986 or go to thelooppage.com. You can contact me through the loop page or you can email me. He just my name, Dan Watson at thelubepage.com and you'll get a response give me a a couple of days because I have a lot more business going on than just answering questions from you know the website so give me a little bit of time give me a break and we've got a uh, another question here just came in this one is from Sheridan Wyoming I have a UTV and a couple of ATVs. Does Amsoil make oils for these vehicles? What do you think, Dan? Well, of course they do. Now, it's a relatively new line of products the last couple of years, but I don't, I didn't know, Bob, because, you know, I live now in the suburbs, you know, here in Orlando, Florida, and I'm a country boy that grew up in the country, but they didn't have all these ATVs and UTVs when I was a boy, but... I will tell you this, uh, you don't have to worry about uh, the use of these things. They're everywhere. I mean, they're nice little utility vehicles, right? That's what UTV stands for, utility uh, vehicle. And if you look, they, they look like little, almost like little trucks, but are oversized uh, ATVs that are built to have little uh you know, carrying uh, beds on them so that you can carry a few bales of hay, that you can carry some things to drive across, you know, places. And I see this fella uh, is from Sheridan, Wyoming, and I'm sure out there if he's got a UTV and some ATVs, they probably get a lot of distance because, you know, Wyoming is about 100,000 square miles, and it only has about 580, maybe 600,000 people in the whole state. So if you just want to drive over and see your neighbor, if you're out there on one of those Wyoming <laughs> ranches, you got to drive 10 miles to get to your neighbor, you know. But, no, they're very useful. I see them here in Florida when I go back down towards my old hometown, Lake Placid, Florida, down in that area. I think we have a radio station out of Arcadia, Florida. That area down there, you'll see UTVs. You see, you're driving down the highway, and you see somebody out in the pasture somewhere driving his his UTV across the you know the field there. So they're very useful and very popular right now. So the question is, is the oil different in these? Why wouldn't you just use you know a standard oil, right? Well, the truth is, these little vehicles, as you can imagine, they have really pump these little guys up to get the most power they can out of a relatively small 
engine package. So it's kind of like, well, what what do they got in there? Well, in some cases, they're looking for um, they have 10W40 or 5W50 engine oil. Well, we don't make a lot of 5W50 oil. Uh, so when you start making a 5W50, pretty specialized. And if you're out in Wyoming, 5W50 is going to be important to you because that 5W lets you get the thing started up when it's, uh, you know, minus 20 degrees outside. And uh, if you – they also have a special uh, transmission and differential oil, okay? And then they have another one, which is the front drive fluid. So these things have their own little chambers of things that require specific lubrication. Now, if anybody out there is listening that owns one, they know what I'm talking about. So what I'm trying to say here to anyone listening that has a UTV or an ATV, Amsoil has gone to the trouble to make specific products that match up with your lubrication needs, both by the component that lubricates, and they've made a variety of 10W40, 5W50. They also make the transmission differential fluid and the front drive fluids in the correct formulations for those exact applications and they make it in our best synthetic base stock so you're getting one of the top line oils that Amazon makes for that little precious UTV or ATV so you know yes uh, simply go to the lubepage.com and tell me what you got and we'll figure out what you need to match up with all your lubrication requirements for your ATV or UTV and uh, they're growing all over the country, Bob, so I don't think you'll see me riding around the block on one because I don't have enough room. But, you know, if I had uh, my farm outside of town, I'd probably have one. Yeah, I can relate. There's no question about it. And, well, I guess, uh, from you talking about your daughter, you be careful because you'll be one to drive an ATV. Because if you get her <laughs> ATV, you drive around the neighborhood. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dan, as usual, great job. Everybody visit thelubepage.com. Email Dan, Dan Watson, at thelubepage.com. Thank you, my friend. All right, next time. We'll see you. Seems I always end up driving by. Folks, this is Bob Long, host of Auto World Radio, with great news. We have a new sponsor, Dan Watson, who distributes AMSOIL throughout the USA and Canada. Dan is one of AMSOIL's largest distributors. He's a former U.S. Navy nuclear specialist and a certified lubrication specialist with 25-plus years of experience. You can listen to Dan every Sunday evening live at 6 p.m. Eastern Time here on GCNlive.com. Get all of your questions answered and ensure you get the best lubrication for your car, truck, boat, or really anything that moves. In 1972, Amsoil pioneered synthetic lubrication, and Amsoil continues to provide the best lubrication money can buy. Get the best advice for the best results. Contact Dan at thelubepage.com. That's thelubepage.com. Or call 800-370-2986. That's 800-370-2986.